Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash pro revenge video. Today we've got some great stories of revenge, and our first story is from Night Otter. Entitled Parking gets a late night wake up call. Back when I was in college, I had a job as the night receptionist slash security for the dorm I lived in. Easy job, check IDs of folks coming in to ensure they were residents, or have them call a resident to have them escorted to their room. I also walked the floors and parking lot every hour. In the parking lot was the usual motley assortment of student cars. The back row was filled with fancy cars, all parked at an angle crossing two spots. Obviously the rich jerks cars. I had noted the illegal parking many times in my log. I told the campus cops when they looped through, etc. Campus cops told me not to bother, as the chief would just throw the tickets away. Because the parents would call and raise heck that their babies had to park that way to protect their cars. Most evenings, the night owls, late night study folks, the all-nighters, etc. would hang out in the lobby. Anywhere from 3 to 12 or more on exam weeks. I trusted a couple of folks to cover the desk while I did my rounds. One night, I've just settled down after a set of rounds. The pizza place has delivered my sub and a six-pack of coke to get me through the long, dull middle of my shift. Things are settling down. Folks are starting to head for bed, so it's around 2.30 a.m. when we hear bang, bang, bang from the lot. I and the remaining light night folks go out to see what's going on. Every single fancy car had been hit, the exposed fender having been bashed in. Someone said they saw an unknown cough cough junker hitting every one of them backing up hitting the next car etc and then taking off more folks came pouring out of the door to see what had happened including the rich jerks who were of course yelling about the damage to their precious cars yelling at me to call the campus cops i was already starting back to the lobby to call the cops anyway with them yelling at me i just took my own sweet time the cop shows up takes pictures of the damage and how the cars are parked then starts writing tickets for illegal parking, which of course set off the rich jerks again. They say fully documenting the damage includes documenting the illegal parking, which means I must issue tickets. Between the photos of illegal parking sent to the insurance companies and the tickets, none of the insurance companies paid out, or so the rich jerks claimed for months afterwards. From that day forward, no one parked at a slant, taking up two spaces, and roughly half of the rich jerk's cars were never seen in that lot again. To be honest, the nice thing about not really having any accountability for all these cars getting messed up in the parking lot is that it does encourage these awful spoiled parkers to just not park there. Do you guys think these rich kids had it coming? Or do you think maybe whether they're spoiled jerks or not they didn't deserve that? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from an anonymous poster, Small Revenge at the Costco Tire Center. We have a 9am appointment and we arrived at 8.45am since we were told to arrive 15 minutes early. The door was still locked and there was an old man waiting outside, so we waited behind him. The door was unlocked a few minutes later from the tire techs and we followed right after the old man and lined up inside. While we were waiting, this new guy, short, middle-aged, 
comes in and cuts right in front of us. Obviously, we were first, so we casually say, Hey, we're in line, so you'd have to line up behind us. He says, I have an appointment. And we were like, we have an appointment too at 9am. Then he's like, I was here first. I was waiting since 8.30am. And we were like, well, where were you? Because we were the second people to arrive through the door and didn't see you. He was clearly getting upset and now raised his voice to say, I was here first before you and I was behind you waiting, so I deserve to go next. So we keep up the conversation and ask, why do you think you deserve this more? This guy is seething and looked ready to fight and said, you want to start your day wrong? The tire tech finishes up his convo with the first guy and interrupts to ask both of us who's next. The guy who cut us off ran to the counter to say that he was first, but we interjected and said he cut in front of us. The tech apologized to both of us, which he didn't need to, bless his patience, and said he'll get both of our cars done in an hour and 30 minutes, but he handled the other guy's check-in first. But we didn't mind this since technically the tech doesn't go to the back until he finishes all check-ins. Anyway, we head back to the main Costco store to kill time, and we see this same grumpy guy, and we just keep staring daggers at him. We don't follow him, but every chance we see him, we glare directly at him, and he probably knows because he leaves quickly and stares straight ahead. We get a call after, about 45 minutes, and our car is done. On our way to the tire center, we see the grumpy guy still wandering around Costco. This guy thought his car would get done faster because he was in front of us. Oh, the irony. I can't help but wonder if the tech had anything to do with this, but it was a totally different tech when we picked up the keys, so we couldn't ask. Still, we're mainly glad that we spoke up for ourselves because we're usually the chill, quiet couple that keeps to themselves. I think it goes without saying that if you get cut in any kind of line, speaking up for yourself is only the right thing to do. You can't be a snitch for calling out somebody that cut you in line. Our next story is from PutPuzzleHeaded5337, Grocery Store Revenge. Short but satisfying story, early 90s, first love and I moved to the big city in British Columbia. We're both 20 and are living together for the first time, etc. We go for groceries on a Sunday in July, girlfriends wearing flip-flops. While shopping in the produce aisle, what we would call a Karen nowadays runs over the girlfriend's toes with a loaded cart and then gives her the death stare. I was freaking raging inside. Karen trundles away while girlfriend's crying. Here's the thing, I don't know about you people, but when I'm mad, I can't throw anything with accuracy. Like in a snowball fight after getting beamed in the face. The gods smiled that day. Karen was about 40 feet away with their back to me. I picked up the nearest object, a pomegranate, and threw it as hard as I could at the huffalump. On my mother's grave, I hit her in the back of the neck and dropped her into a pile of corn. We beat a hasty retreat and laughed all the way home. Things didn't work out with that girlfriend, and she'll be the subject of the next revenge tale that I post. Honestly, I think the only way this story could have been any better is if OP like pulled an imaginary pin and did like an excessive lob over the head like OP was up next to a wall and tossing it over. Obviously being funny was not the intention here, but let's be real, being a sniper with a pomegranate, it's kind of funny. Our next story is from Audrey Inrape. No smoking in the forest means no smoking in the forest. Seven-ish years ago, I spent a long weekend at a resort in the mountains with three friends. Lots of free public access to the local national and state parks, so tons of amazing hiking trails. We went hiking one day, and there was only one route to enter and exit the forest. This was a protected forest with signs about keeping trash with you, etc. 
We get about halfway down the trail and get to the beautiful lookout point. A little while later, a group of 20-somethings who are all smoking show up. Definitely not allowed, but we felt too awkward to say anything. We left before them and headed back down the trail to the only way out. And what do we start finding but cigarette butts. So many cigarette butts. They weren't there on our way in. It was truly heinous. I started picking them up and carrying them in my shirt like a pouch. Wasn't sure what I'd do with them other than throw them out at the trailhead where there were trash cans. But then I got a better idea. I called the number of the local forest patrol, at this point we had service, and let them know that we'd seen a group coming in at X trailhead that needed a reminder about smoking and littering. And they'd probably be exiting to the only parking lot in, say, 20 minutes? Now, when we were at the lookout point, one of the smokers had been loudly bragging to the others about his truck. And since I couldn't help but overhear it, it was easy to identify which one it was in the parking lot. No question. So I left the considerable collection of cigarette butts on his windshield, since he'd had such a hard time cleaning them up on his own. And then we rolled out before the forest patrol arrived. Of course, now, I wish I'd stayed to see it go down. I mean, I'm not a smoker, so I don't really know the etiquette, but without being judgmental, let's say like a smoker does go to a forest like this, what would be the proper way to handle cigarette butts? Should you like carry a plastic bag around or something? I don't know. I've known smokers, I've been around smokers, but I don't really know what like the logistics are of not littering them when you're out in the wild. This next story is from Crazier Than Lions. Guy decides to drive over a zebra crossing I'm going to use. So I was walking out of my office into the car park this morning to drive to my next location. The car park is quite small, a one-way Q-shaped circuit and used by customers and staff, so usually quite full. It has a zebra crossing so people can reach the far side where my car was parked. As I go to cross, a guy comes racing along and goes straight over the zebra crossing with no care that I was beginning to cross. I was annoyed but carried on towards my car regardless. As I come up to my car, I notice the same white car who clearly had not found any free spaces was slowing and began waiting close to my car. He had gathered that I was going to get in my car and thus provide him a space, so he was waiting on seeing where I went. Well, I suddenly decided I did not need to reach my next destination as quickly as I thought. So I walk over to my car whilst this guy continues to wait. I unlock it and go to my boot, start putting my stuff in. I feel the need to sort a few things in the boot so I rearrange it a little. All in all, a couple minutes max, so not too long, but annoying if you're waiting to park. I then close the boot, lock the car, and walk off smiling at the man who then realizes I'm not leaving and has to recircle the car park where no other cars have moved so there's obviously no new spaces. I went and enjoyed a nice Mars bar. Frankly, if I was in the car park and somebody just about ran me over, I might just generally be feeling up to turning around going back in and just enjoying a Mars bar by myself and, you know, relaxing a little bit. At least until the maniac in the car park stops hanging around. Our next story is from Pink Toadstool, Dirty Socks. Every time my partner mows the lawn, his socks get covered in grass. He flips them inside out, balls them up, and then throws them in the laundry hamper. They go through the wash and dry, which you think that it would mean they're clean. You would be wrong. I sit down to fold socks and I always end up with a grassy bomb surprise. The first couple of times it happened, I just threw them back in the hamper to be washed and didn't say anything. 
My partner says that I can complain about the little things quite often, like replacing the toilet paper roll, leaving little bits of trash on the counters, etc. Just normal married couple things. This is the one thing I don't complain about because I've instead decided to be petty. When I find these socks now, I just fold them back up and put them in his drawers so he gets a grass bomb. I used to match the grassy socks together, but now I mate them with different clean ones. We've been married for 5 years now, and he still hasn't noticed. It's already one thing if you're the kind of person that just rolls the socks right off your feet into a ball and drop them in the hamper, but willingly doing that when you know that it's all like gross and grassy and messy inside? Like as much as somebody wants to say, oh you're just complaining about the little things, I think it's actually a really inconsiderate thing to do to somebody that's doing the laundry for you. Our next story is from Regan201937. Never treat your staff like crap on the way out if you don't know where they're going. I recently resigned from my job. I was just tired and burnt out and my CEO kept pushing me hard, telling me to drive further and that's just how it was. I was also moving house and commuting to work would be another 30 minutes on top of the hour and a half I'm already doing. So enough was enough. I got so tired that I resigned. I hadn't gotten another job lined up. That's fine. I was okay financially. As soon as I resigned, my CEO called me into the office 20 minutes later and asked me to leave straight away, escorted me off the site like a criminal, and wouldn't even let me say bye to people, touch my laptop, clear my desk. It was like I was being fired. It was so embarrassing. No one from work got in touch to see if I was okay, as he went around telling everyone he fired me and saying, it went pear-shaped with her at the end, so I had to let her go. Fast forward a few weeks, well, I did find another job with one of my ex-employer's clients that used their services to do their emergency training for them, first aid and fire training, and now I'm in charge of who we use as our contractors. My new boss said, well, we normally use your old company at a cost of $37,000 a year, but if you know another company that's better, then switch. I have no loyalty to them. Well, switch I have done. Mwahaha. If my old boss hadn't treated me so badly, I definitely would have used their services, but treat me like that and say goodbye to a client. I think this goes without saying that if you're working in an industry where people likely are going to, if leave, recirculate in a very similar position, you don't want to burn bridges. I think we can all agree that this guy just had a fragile little ego and couldn't accept it. Just had to look like the big boss man letting the employee go, couldn't just accept any kind of other narrative. Our next story is from Blue Jasmine. Inconsiderate chain-smoking neighbor next door shouts at me to fix my landlord's garden, then hurls abuse at me when I do so. What happened next was rather satisfying. So the mother of all Karens lives next door and, unsurprisingly, she isn't very neighborly or considerate. She chain-smokes every day in her back garden, approximately two meters away from my bedroom window, and it wafts over, leaving me unable to enjoy my garden, unable to open my windows in the summer, and unable to dry laundry in the garden, as it ends up smelling like an ashtray. I've politely let her know that I have asthma and it's affecting my quality of life. I discussed that all I can do is kindly suggest that if she could ever smoke in her front garden, instead if she sees my windows are open or that my washing is out, it would be greatly appreciated. There was no change to her behavior and she didn't take it well. Then there's the glorious verbal abuse shouted over the fence at me. The one time I used my garden with friends, she complained about 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com moderate noise of conversations and laughter at 8 p.m. Yet, said neighbor blares music on a weekly basis so loudly that I can hear the lyrics to the song she's listening to. She regularly shouts over the fence that she's unhappy about the state of our landlord's garden, but as it's a rental property, I can only do so much to fix it. Last summer, the garden was covered like a jungle in an out-of-control tall weeds and had a huge stack of rotten furniture from former tenants. I decided to do all the weeding, which was a horrendous task that took many grueling weekends of my own work. I had to tolerate her chain smoking while doing this task and it made me feel quite ill. I also called my local council to collect the rotten furniture, paid for out of my own pocket, and when I was on the phone to the council sending the itinerary of items to be collected, Said neighbor abruptly started shouting at me to shut up from her window. This was the only other occasion I've spoken audibly in my garden, other than the time I had a few friends over for dinner. The revenge for the shouting? After the call, I audibly retorted, So you don't want me to sort out the garden then? Don't worry, after this I won't put down weed killer or do the garden again. Since that day, I've let the weeds get out of control. Only a year on, the garden looks like a jungle again with human-height tree-like weeds sprouting everywhere and covering every inch of my garden. It looks like the garden of a haunted house, and I know it'll drive my neighbor mad, especially because she knows it's as a result of her own actions. When she looks out her own window, the view of my horrible garden will ruin her perfect one. I can hear her muttering about it from time to time. Revenge for the chain smoking affecting my quality of life and basic enjoyment of my home? I may have found a delectable fart-scented spray called Liquid Butt. I'm contemplating spritzing out the window and over the fence. Reviews online describe the product as revolting, overwhelming, and strong enough to induce coughing and gagging. I'm quite tempted to use it to encourage her to smoke in her front garden instead. As long as wherever OP lives doesn't have any kind of, like, overgrowth regulation, then I think they're golden, and hey, you don't have to do any extra work. I'm not gonna lie, one of the things I hate the most in this world is doing yard work. For some reason, I just cannot stand doing work outside in the yard. So having an excuse to not have to go around pulling weeds out of the ground and doing general garden maintenance honestly sounds kinda nice. Our next story is from MeanAd3975. Don't expect a teen girl to tolerate disgusting behavior and not take revenge. When I was in high school, I worked at a dry cleaner. I was the one who talked to the customers when they dropped off or picked up their clothes. Between customers, I would pull the clothes out of the bag, tag them, inspect for stains, attach any notes, and check the pockets. One of the regular customers was a nice-looking businessman who wore really nice suits and shirts, but was an absolute creep. 
His wife definitely enjoyed living the high life, but was a nice woman. He always dropped off the clothes, and she usually picked them up unless she was out of town. I was 16 or 17, and they were in their early 30s. He would make suggestive comments or flat out say that I had a nice rack, and he would like to bury his face in it. It was the early 90s, and I was young. It was embarrassing, and even if I complained, no one would have cared. Thank God times have changed. Of course, he got progressively worse, and one day as he left, he turned to me and said, I left something in my pocket. Go ahead and toss it, but if you like, we could use one. I had no idea what he was referring to until I reached in his pocket and pulled out a used condom. I began to notice any time his wife was out of town, and occasionally when she wasn't, there would be used ones in his suit pockets, coke folds, rolled up bills, and the occasional lipstick stain on his shirts. He would always point those out and say if we can't get it out, to toss the shirt, which we did. He's not only a creep who hits on teens, but he's screwing around on his wife a lot. One day I just had enough. I knew his wife was out of town because he only brought in his clothes. I knew what to expect in the pockets. I made small talk as I wrote up his ticket and learned his wife would be the one picking up the order, so I made sure to toss the shirt so the stains don't come out. Sure enough, four used condoms out of the five suits, two had coke folds and rolled up bills, and two shirts with lipstick stains. I put the protection in a bag and the coke and bills in another. I forgot to put the note on the shirts to toss if the stains don't come out. After the cleaning, I assembled the order and put big old stick-on arrows pointing to the stains and notes that said we couldn't get the lipstick out, attached the bag of found items, and waited. When the wife came in, I pulled the order and noticed the arrows. I apologized to the wife and said I wouldn't charge her for them since we knew we were supposed to toss any of the shirts with lipstick stains that don't come out. She was livid and started to say that it was our fault. I was thinking of the wrong customer and how dare I imply her husband was cheating. If I was a guy, I would say my balls dropped in that moment because I calmly said he left something in the pockets too. Just like he always does when you're out of town and sometimes when you're not. She didn't say a word, just grabbed everything and left. Didn't even pay the bill. I had to explain to my boss why she didn't pay and he was pissed at me because we keep our customers secrets. And just because he said gross things to me, it wasn't like he was going to do anything. He had the nerve to say the $93 cleaning bill would be deducted from my check. The following week, the other counter person was going on vacation, so I was the only one and scheduled to work open to close. So I just didn't show up or call and ignored the phone. They mailed my final check with a snarky note about how unprofessional I was and that they didn't deduct the $93 because they would never give me a good reference, so I would never find another job and would need it. When the other girl came back from her vacation, she told me they had to close the front from 10 to 3 every day since the wife couldn't handle working open to close, and orders were all screwed up. She quit a few months later, and they were still blaming me for losing a good customer because the creep and his wife never came back. They actually had her and a new counterperson they hired to sign a new contract stating they would toss any trash, as well as follow customers' instructions and not tell their secrets. As for the creep and his wife, I don't know what the fallout was, but I do remember their names, so I looked them up on Facebook. 
and they must have gotten a divorce shortly after that because she just celebrated her 25th wedding anniversary to someone else. She is clearly living a good life and appears to be well off. He doesn't post much, but the few pics he has posted shows he isn't living the high life anymore. I like to hope my act of petty revenge played a role in their divorce, and she took him for everything she could. Do you guys think a dry cleaner should have a moral obligation to hide any secrets that come their way? Or if it's blatantly obvious that this husband's cheating on the wife, do you think it's justifiable for somebody at a dry cleaner's to drop some hints or suggest that such a thing is going on? Should a dry cleaner's be a service that, kind of like a medical service, should be bound to client confidentiality? I'd like to know what you guys think in the comments down below because it's really an interesting topic. Our next story is from Relative Elderberry one Yes, I have a handicap. I got a very extensive surgery on my left foot, which resulted in me using crutches. I still limb today. I have a temporary handicap tag for my car. I'm a young person and often people stare at me when I park because I guess I don't have a visual handicap. Additionally, I drive a lime green Honda and it does look a bit douchey, but I love it nonetheless. Anyways, due to the fact that my car is very obvious, I'm often pulled over. Due to this, I always take my tag down when I drive because it's an obstruction of view. The other day, I went to a Dunkin' Donuts and parked in the handicap spot with my tag hanging up. The people in Dunkin' all saw me, as well as my foot, and saw I was clearly handicapped. So I get back in my car and I'm about to put it in reverse. At this point, I just took the tag down on my passenger seat immediately a white old karen sprints to my car yelling handicap handicap i look at her and decide i'm just going to go about my day but she goes in the duncan she's now pointing and still yelling handicap handicap this time completely raging everyone's looking at her the people in the duncan know i do have a handicap i decide screw it i smiled and pulled out the handicap tag and waved it at her to which she looked at me in disbelief and everyone around her laughed. I felt a little bad because I know there are jerks who do park in spots without a tag or handicap, but I have to remind myself no one should make assumptions. I have to say I felt satisfied. I've been in the car a few times with people who have handicap placards, and let me tell you, there's nothing more jarring to me than going with them to a store or whatever and they pull right, right into the very front, right in the handicap spot. Every time I go along and that happens, I'm like, whoa, 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 oh, yeah, right, there's a placard. To me, it feels like entering a cheat code in your favorite game. You just get to park right in front of the front doors. Our next story is from Reddit807. A guy screams at a young woman working at Home Depot. I got revenge for her. Obligatory, this happened about a week ago. A guy in his maybe late 60s is acting like a jerk to the young lady working the self-checkout machines and how they're not working and how he hates everything about them and wishes they were removed in favor of cashiers again, like the old days. The guy did not need to go to the four self-checkout machine area staffed by this woman. There were literally two other employees attending the two other checkouts 10 and 20 feet away, and if he felt like walking for 10 seconds, there was a third lane open with nobody there on the other side of the seasonal stuff at the front. So he's basically screaming at this woman for no reason. It's not her fault, she didn't design the store, she didn't make the self-checkout machines, and she also didn't piss in his Cheerios that morning, but nevertheless he's getting belligerent and unloading on her. I was at the register not next to him but opposite him in the four-machine corral. I turned and discreetly said to her, You alright? 
need me to step in? She quietly gave me a very relaxed and very in control, no no, thank you though, with a friendly head nod. Despite his behavior, she was in total control of the situation. And the sad thing is he probably wasn't the first or last rude customer she's dealt with. He finishes paying about 30 seconds ahead of me, and on the way out of the door, I hear him say, albeit much quieter, but still plenty loud for her and others to hear, thanks for your help, runt, with the C. As I'm walking out the door, seriously deciding if I'm about to fight and probably get whipped in the process, I see him about 50 feet ahead in the parking lot and see while juggling his wood pieces and bags, he drops his car ring with about 30 other keys on it, three feet from a parking lot storm drain. I'm so excited I'm almost shaking. It's like the heavens opened up and told the woman that I'm going to fix this for you. So I did what any other helpful 30 year old would do and I gently half kicked them off the side of my boot towards the drain. They hit one of the great openings, and I heard the most satisfying splash of my life. Best part was the water was pitch black and down a few feet, so you're not seeing anything when you look straight down. Checkmate Home Depot lady. Now I'm not gonna lie, this lady was a huge witch, but I don't think they deserved getting their keys kicked into a disgusting pit storm drain. In fact, if anything, if you ask me, I think OP's worse than the lady was. Like, yeah, she's a huge witch and it's a big inconvenience for the person working those self-checkout machines. But, like, compare that to the inconvenience of your keys getting kicked into a storm drain? Just a totally different level, man. Everybody in the comments on this post is absolutely celebrating what OP did here. But, man, I'm just thinking about how much that would suck. And our final story of the day is from It's Pronounced Jod. Revenge of the Races My dad used to play mean tricks on me when I was a little kid. Don't get me wrong, he was largely a good dad. But he used to do things that were mean because he thought they were funny. He was the only one who thought that. Fast forward a few years to my young adulthood. I'm away at school, but at this point the technology exists to allow a person to change TV channels from anywhere with an app on their phone. I knew this technology existed, he did not. A couple more things about my dad, he is a textbook control freak. He's not technologically inclined, and one of the very few joys he has in his life is TV. He absolutely insists on having complete control of the TV remote at all times. He's also a huge fan of the program The Amazing Race. The Petty Revenge, I would watch The Amazing Race with my phone open and ready to change the channel on his TV from where I was 500 miles away. I would wait for the most exciting, most suspenseful moments, and just as the moment was about to be resolved, I would change his TV station and put on RuPaul's Drag Race. Then I'd wait about 30 seconds and do it again and again, always from Amazing Race to Drag Race. It drove him crazy. He didn't understand why it was happening, and he certainly didn't think it was funny, but I sure did. I did this to him regularly for four solid years. I can just imagine OP's dad calling up their cable company and being like, Now why does my amazing race keep turning into RuPaul's Drag Race every 30 seconds? Also, I'm kind of curious what TV stuff they used because I think a lot of services often allow you to do it from an app, but you have to be connected to the Wi-Fi. So most things like a Roku, for example, you wouldn't be able to do it remotely. I'm just wondering how many times they can switch it back to the amazing race before they have to just give up and sashay away. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. 
Now, if you want to hear another revenge story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.